Do you wish you could stop using up all your patience and energy in the classroom so that you have some left for your own kids when you get home? Are you sick of coming home to a constant mess and never-ending to-do list that it feels like you're working a second job? Are you ready to turn off your teacher brain at the end of the day so you can transition into mom mode? Welcome to the Teacher Mamas Podcast, where you're going to learn time and stress management strategies and routines so you have the energy to pour back into your family and the things that matter most to you. Hi, I'm Roberta. And I'm Ashley. We are both wives and teacher mamas with a combined 28 years in education. We've both been that exhausted, overstimulated, and stressed out teacher mom, and we both brought way too much work home, struggled with keeping up on house chores, and did zero things we enjoyed outside of school. We realized that if we were going to live more energetic and balanced lives, we needed to learn different routines and time and stress management strategies. So we created a plan that made teaching, momming, and wiping easier and fun again. If you're ready to find time for yourself, your family, faith, and home, go grab your favorite drink, a notebook and pen, because we are about to dive in. Hey, teacher mama. Uh, So excited you are here today. Roberta and I want to let you know that there was this time when we were both bringing way too much work home at the end of the day. And We were neglecting our house like it was just a mess all the time. We did zero things that we enjoyed outside of school because we were just so consumed with things happening inside of school and then like kids and husband. And so really, we just kind of neglected ourselves. And then we had zero energy or patience left to pour into our family and the things that we cared for most because of how much time we were putting in at school and then how much energy we were using up in our brains after school. This was not the mom or the wife that we wanted to be. And we kind of started resenting our teaching job for it. The thing that we used to love because of that. Yeah. And I think we just both really quickly realized that something needed to change. And this happened in our, in like different seasons of our lives. And Because of that, I think we both have these really unique um, stories that we've talked about on the podcast that you've heard, and we both knew that we had to do something, we had to change something so that we didn't continue to feel this way. And I I know you can relate to this because we've talked to so many of you and we know that you're feeling the same thing, where it may not be the exact same story, but the feelings that you're feeling are the same, where you just don't feel like you have the time for yourself. Where's that me time? And, you know, it's so easy to just get home and veg on the couch. Or honestly, for me, sometimes it's even just like laying in bed and watching the TV in my room. And then you stare at the mess and you have the mom guilt and all the shoulds about, well, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And then you're just in this like shame cycle. That's so unhelpful. And, but you still don't do anything, right? You're still vegging. And it's so hard to like, even come up with what should I even feed myself and the kids tonight? Cause I'm so tired and I've made all of these decisions throughout the day. And I just don't feel like I can make one more decision at mealtime. And So we just, we knew that we needed a plan and we wanted to have that patience 
we wanted to have patience for our for ourselves, for our own kids at the end of the day and to stop that shame cycle. Yeah. So this is exactly what you're going to get when you sign up to do after school routines coaching with Roberta or I. We are going to help you come up with an individualized routine, you guys. Individualized. We're not giving you this like cookie cutter template routine. We are actually figuring out like what do you need to get done after school or what is the me time thing that is most important to you to feel good about yourself so that you can be that patient and present mom when you get home. So this is going to be just a really short 25 minute call and we are going to help keep that momentum going when you walk into your house or we're going to give you that me time that you needed before you left school or when you get home so that you can go into mom mode ready and just spend present time with your family. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to get the accountability that you need with one of us to help you keep going. We'll follow up with you. We'll help you work through anything that like might still be sticky or might not be working the way you thought, because that does happen. Um, and we're just, we're so ready to work with you. And you guys, we have this incredible deal, but time is running out. Okay. We have just a few days left in December. So now is the time to book a call. From now until the end of December, you can book a call with us for only $39. And with that call, you get the 25-minute call, you get a follow-up with us, and so really it's two calls for one price. And we know that you're going to get value out of it. We've had so much fun working with people already, and they've had so much value out of it, and so we know you will too. So quick, book a call and um, lock in that discounted price. So you can go to theteachermamas.com forward slash power routines. Again, that's theteachermamas.com forward slash P-O-W-E-R-R-O-U-T-I-N-E-S. Hey, and book a call today. All right. I know a lot of the time it seems like we are maybe asking too much of our kids or so society has led us to believe with promoting laziness with electronics and social media and television. But God has something else to say about working hard. And I think it's super important when we start to turn towards what society or the worldview has to say about things like just kind of check ourselves and maybe turn towards our Bible instead, uh, because that is something that is never changing. And it is something that is super important and will always, in my mind, like it always takes my guilt away. Like if I'm feeling guilty about something that I'm having my kids do and I'm like, I feel like a good mom for doing this. And then someone's like, why are you doing that? That's terrible. Blah, blah, blah. And not that people actually say that to me, but it's like, you know, if you're scrolling Instagram or whatever, and you're like, oh, well, they don't make their kids do this. And then I take it back to the Bible and I'm like, okay, I actually am doing the right thing here. I just happened to maybe look at the wrong picture or listen to the wrong commercial or whatever, you know? So I think it's always super important to go back to the Bible just to Hmm, just to feel good and know that you're doing the right thing. And then also to help you when you are struggling. So I know how hard it can be when it feels like you're nagging 
quote unquote, nagging your kids. And I, I hear this a lot. And I think this is like, when we say that we're nagging our kids, like that's why we as moms find it so hard to like have them do stuff because we are nagging them when really, if we just do that quick little mindset shift, like, no, I'm actually just teaching them, I'm teaching them to do these things, I'm not nagging them. I'm reminding them over and over and over again, because they can't seem to remember on their own. <laughs> so, um, I know it's hard when it feels like you're quote unquote, nagging your kids all the time to get their stuff done. So uh, you know, these are some mindset shifts that Roberta and I have planned on our new Mindset Monday episodes. Uh, I, I guess I'm kind of throwing that at you right now, Roberta. We haven't <laughs> talked about this, but that's kind of what I was hoping we'd get to. Um, we talked about it. We did? Okay. Yep. I mean, you guys, we're recording the day after Christmas, so our brains are kind of, the flu has run through our house. Um, Roberta's family is just getting over being super sick. And so, <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been a fun couple of days. Yeah. 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 It's been, but here we are, we're here, we're showing up. <laughs> um, So we're super excited to get those out to you guys here eventually. And super excited that Roberta and I are recording together today because it's been a while. I feel like, um, you know, it's hard to keep asking things of your kids when you know they're going to complain all the time. And let me tell you, I'm no stranger to the complaining because it pretty much happens every time I ask my kids to do stuff. But we have to remember that we're teaching them valuable lessons by having them help out around the house. Um, the Bible that Roberta and I are going to read from today is called the Girls Life Application Study Bible, the NLT version. Roberta and Izzy got this for Sadie for her first communion, and Izzy has the same one. And we both love it because it gives real life stories for girls going through real life things and how they use God's word to get through their situations. So we're actually going to read, I think it's one situation today and then just a couple other things out of this Bible too. So you can see like how applicable it is to girls of all ages lives. Um, we highly recommend it if you have a daughter at home. So let's just go ahead and get started on the verses that we wanted to dive into with you today and make sure that you're taking notes. Like you don't have to write the whole verse down, but just write down the uh, book that we're reading from and the verse number. That way you can go back and read it as well and you can read it to your kids. And so the first one we're going to start with is Philippians 2, 14 through 16. This one is on chores. Do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in the world full of crooked and perverse people. Hold firmly to the word of life. Then on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not use, not useless. And then what I really like about this Bible is there's, an index in the back and it kind of like goes through pretty much any problem that you could potentially have. And it points you to a verse to it. And then there's other things in it, like little off readings here. So this is, uh, it says, is it okay if I hate helping out around the house? So who really enjoys vacuuming, shoveling snow, taking out the trash, cleaning the cat's litter box and scrubbing the toilets? You don't have to like helping out around the house. 
You might even get borderline hate it, but you still have to do it. And God wants you to do it without complaining and arguing. Try these survival tips when you're asking to help out around the home. Say yes and smile sincerely. Do the most unwanted task first right away and get it over with. Stalling only drags it out longer and makes it worse. Think about something you like doing after you finish your chores. Go do that to reward yourself for a job well done. And I think this is so great because then it's not you telling your kids to do this stuff. Then they can't argue with you. If they are arguing, it's like, oh, you're arguing with God. I don't think he wants you to do that. <laughs> and then again, it's like, you know, our kids seem to listen to us the, the least. So if it's coming from somewhere else, like I've literally told my stuff, my kids a story before and like without reading it from here. And it doesn't mean as much as if I'm reading it from the Bible. You know, I think it sinks in a lot more if it's coming from God and not just from me. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, Roberta, you have anything else to say on that one? Or do you want to move on to number two? I, I think you said it well. I'm ready to move on. Okay. All right. So the second verse today is from Proverbs uh, chapter 10, verses four and five. The lazy people are soon poor. Hard workers get rich. A wise youth harvests in the summer, but one who sleeps during harvest is a disgrace. So this is the one that has a, like a story attached to it. Um, And it's this little like tidbit called I survived. And it's a girl who um, is 18 in this story. So this is what it says. If you had come to my house a few years ago, chances are you would have found me on the couch staring at the TV. I spent most of my time doing these things, eating, going to school, watching TV, eating some more, watching more TV, and sleeping. Next day, more of the same. TV was my life. Come to think of it, I had no life. I did nothing but watch TV. One day, between TV shows, I actually picked up my Bible and started flipping through the pages. Really, I did this. Something caught my eye. Big words on the side of one of the pages asked, What are you doing with your time? I thought about it for a moment and immediately felt embarrassed. Nothing, I said out loud. I knew I had been doing nothing but shutting my mind off from reality for hours at a time as I stared at a television screen. My eyes focused on the passage at the top of the page. A lazy person's way is blocked with with briars, but the path of the upright is an open highway. Proverbs uh, 15, chapter nine, or chapter 15, verse 19. I didn't want to grow up and be known as lazy. For me, the change was immediate. I began doing other things. I got involved in more activities at church. I talked to my friends more, and I even hung out with my family more. Sometimes we actually watch TV together, but not all day long. Now, when I get home after school and walk toward the family room, I see that the TV is still there, but I don't even miss it. I just pass right by the TV. After all, I've got better things to do, and so do you. And I love the questions at the the bottom where it's just asking then our kids, how will you use your time and giving them that space to think for themselves? Cause I think 
we, especially me, I find myself trying to dictate what my kids should be doing with their time. And a lot of times that backfires. And then, and then I swing to the other side of the pendulum and it's like, well, maybe I'll back off and I'll let them figure out what, you know, to do with their time. Maybe I'll be surprised and give them ownership of that time. And, you know, then they're spending way too much time on the TV. And then it's just, but if you get them to actually think about time in a different way, you know, reading the story to them and then asking them, how do you want to spend your time? What does that look like? And inviting them again, this is a teaching moment. I love how Ashley rephrased this at the beginning, instead of us nagging them, like you're watching too much TV and, and shaming them for it, reading this story and then putting it on them. What, how do you want to spend your time? What could that look like? And getting them to brainstorm is so powerful. And I, you know, I can even do this with my five-year-old son. I think the story would still be valuable to even him. And I could write down his list like, okay, this is what you say you want to spend your time with and let's write it down and post it on the fridge or something. And I, that's something I love about this is I think reading it from here gives it, like Ashley said, so much more power than if, um, if I'm just telling them over and over again, something that quite frankly, they don't want to hear. Yeah. So the third one here is, Leviticus 13, 47 through 52. And if you guys have ever read through Leviticus, this is like my least favorite chapter in the Bible. There's so much blood. There's so they're talking about like cleanliness all the time, but it's also very important. So even though it's my least favorite, it's very important. And we can pick out great verses like this one that I'm about to read. Um, so just kind of prefacing this, they're talking about mildew, but what they're really actually talking about is um, leprosy. So like the mildew on the clothes is representing leprosy. Uh, so we're talking about messiness and, and cleanliness in this verse. And it, I don't know, did I already say it? Le- Leviticus 13, 47 through 52. Now suppose mildew contaminates some woolen or linen clothing, woolen or linen fabric, and uh, the hide of an animal or anything made of leather. If the contaminated area in the clothing, the animal hide, the fabric, or the leather article has turned greenish or reddish, it is contaminated with mildew and must be shown to the priest. After examining the affected spot, the priest will put the article in quarantine for seven days. On the seventh day, the priest must inspect it again. If the contaminated area has spread, the clothing or fabric or or leather is clearly contaminated by a serious mildew and is ceremonial, ceremonially unclean. The priest must burn the item, the clothing, the woolen or linen fabric, or piece of leather, for it has been contaminated by a serious mildew. It must be completely destroyed by fire. So again, they're they're talking about mildew and uh, mold, but really what they're kind of talking about here is leprosy. And so if we're not clean, and then we can get like diseases and, and stuff like that. And um, so this little, is it okay uh, story at the end, it says, is it okay to be messy? If you have candy wrappers and piles of clothes on the floor, can you still be admitted into heaven? Nowhere in the 10 commandments does God say thou shall clean thy room. But before you celebrate and throw another wrapper on your floor, notice that God does not or does give pages of specific instructions on the topic of cleanliness. 
like what we just read. Apparently, being clean is important to God. He wanted his people to keep their clothes, houses, and bodies clean. This doesn't make you righteous or guarantee you a place in heaven, but it does keep you healthy and safe. So quit tripping over your stuff and clean up a little. And I think these verses, all of them, like we're saying these are for our kids, but you guys, these are just as much for us as they are for our kids. God wants us to have a tidy house and clean clothes so that we don't contract diseases. Um, and I'm not saying like your messy house is going to contract a disease, but if it's if your messy house is bothering you, it's probably bothering you for a reason. So um, Roberta, you can move on to number four. Okay, so the fourth verse is from Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. It says, work willingly at whatever you do, as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. So obviously this, this is about work ethic, right? And um, on that page, I love that next to this verse in particular, there's an exclamation mark. Um, it's kind of highlighted so um, it's easy to find and then at the bottom it has an is it okay a little paragraph god wants us to do our best and to work hard and cheerfully at what we're doing whether that's homework chores sports music lessons or babysitting why you ask because if you're a christian god is your boss he gave you all your talents and abilities, and he wants you to do a good job of using them. You're not working for your teacher, your parents, your coach, your music teacher, or someone else's parents. You're working for God, and he deserves your very best. All right, and then we have a really quick bonus on um, just relaxing, because I think we can feel, oh, Oh, I'm relaxing on the couch. I should be doing something. I, I've heard this from people too. Like I need to be working on not filling every second of my day with stuff to do. And I feel that sometimes too. And so I just wanted to remind you that if you are on the opposite end of the spectrum, like you are always doing stuff, it is okay to spend time relaxing because um, God does so too. So uh, this verse is Genesis 31, 38 through 42. For 20 years, I have been with you caring for your flocks. In all that time, your sheep and goats never miscarried. In all those years, I never use a single ram of yours for food. If any were attacked and killed by wild animals, I never showed you the carcass and asked you to reduce the count of your flock. No, I took the loss myself. You made me pay for every stolen animal, whether it was taken in broad daylight or in the dark of the night. I worked for you through the scorching heat of the day and through cold and sleepless nights. Yes, for 20 years, I slaved in your house. I worked for 14 years, earning your two daughters, and then six more years for your flocks. And you changed my wages 10 times. In fact, if the God of my father had not been on my side, the God of Abraham and the fearsome God of Isaac, you would have sent me away empty-handed, but God has seen your abuse and my hard work. That is why he appeared to you last night and rebuked you. 
And the little paragraph at the bottom says, is it okay if I want to spend time just relaxing? There's nothing wrong with taking time off and relaxing. God took a break himself after creating the world. Day seven, right? <laughs> so, but if there's a job to be done, it's best to finish that first. God honors our hard work, even if no one else does. Jacob worked for years with little reward in the verse that we just read, but he knew God was pleased. So that's what mattered. And I think the thing to take away from this one here is that middle sentence here is if there is a job to be done, it's best to finish it first. And I think that's where like a lot of our shame and and all that comes in is like Roberta said in the beginning, like you just come home from work and you're exhausted and you just go relax on the couch. Well, you know that there's a job to be done first, yet you're sitting down relaxing or doing mind numbing activities. And I think that's where a lot of the shame is coming from. Whereas if we were to do this stuff right away when we got home and got it out of the way, the job is done. And then we can sit down and relax. And that's not saying like, um, I love how Roberta and I were talking one time and she had said something about, um, I had said, what if we do this and we reward with like something for themselves afterwards? And she had said, like, I don't like that because then it's like you have to do something in order to get me time. So this is not saying like do the job and then get your me time. This is talking about relaxing. So me time is the time for yourself, which like refills your cup and helps you be the best mom and the best teacher that you can be. And if you're coming home at the end of the day and you are feeling so exhausted that you need to crash on the couch and not do anything else the rest of the night, it means you're not taking care of yourself and you're not getting that me time in. And that's not what we're talking about here. This is talking about relaxing and, um, you know, like getting the job done first and then taking that break. So I just wanted to like, kind of make that decipher like, the difference there and like, your me time is very critical and that should be happening on a daily basis. And if it's not, that's why we're coming home and we're so exhausted at the end of the day. Yeah. And I think there's a, there's definitely that difference between resting. So like, and me time. So me time could definitely include rest time. However, when like this example of coming home and crashing on the couch, there's a difference between, um, crashing on the couch and watching TV and not getting back up because that's the hard thing to do at that point. The hard thing is to get back up versus if you need to crash on the couch, you need a few minutes of rest. There's nothing wrong with that as long as it's structured. So like maybe instead of turning on the TV, it's crashing on the couch, it's laying down, it's placing your hand on your heart and breathing. And doing a short meditation, putting on noise canceling headphones so you can't hear the kids screaming and fighting and taking those few minutes to recenter. And by doing that, we're also cleaning the toxins out of our brain and there's all sorts of different things. But um, there's there's that difference. And then after that, you can feel actually rejuvenated and ready to get up and do whatever it is that you need to do but you've taken that time for yourself versus just crashing, turning off the brain, 
not letting it rest and digest, really, because when we're watching TV, we're not resting and digesting. Mm -hmm. We're not allowing, um, I can't think of what the chemical is, but there's a chemical in our brain that when we are truly resting, it is literally washing our brain and washing the toxins out of our brain that can um, lead to things like brain fog and and decision fatigue. So, you know, it's just kind of this this thinking about that time uh, really intentionally and what is the if, if you're wanting to feel rested, you want some time to just lay down thinking about how to structure that so that you can get back up and actually feel rejuvenated, mm-hmm. not just, not just the, the act of crashing, but then what's the result you want from that crash? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, we have, Loved this episode with you guys. Um, I know that these verses are very helpful when it comes to my own children at home um, and myself. (laughs) Uh, And I just want to remind you guys again that you have a very short amount of time if you are needing help with after school routines for yourself, for your family. Uh, We have a very limited time left. It is uh, the 28th today, right, Roberta? And our sale goes until the 1st of January. So for $37, you will get a 25-minute coaching call with Roberta or I, and we will hammer either this me time stuff out with you so you can feel rested and rejuvenate and relax and patient with your family when you get home, or if you feel like you really need that solid routine when you get home so that you're not just crashing on the couch the rest of the night and not getting up. Right. So, um, whichever one you feel you need the most, we will attack in that 25 minute call. You'll get that accountability call a week later. And we just love working with you guys and just helping you and figuring this stuff out so that you can have a more productive and healthy home environment after school. So we have really enjoyed this episode, like I already said, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Hey, teacher mama, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you take 30 seconds and leave a review on Apple podcasts? It lights us up to know this podcast is helping you. Also, please share this with a friend who might need it today. Okay, time to go spend all that extra time we have with our families. No more stressing out over schoolwork that didn't get done before contract time. We'll meet you back here in a couple of days for another episode. Bye. Bye.